It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. Has the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun. Back to pass. Climbs the pocket. Eyes downfield. Fires a strike to Devontae at the 25. Breaks away 20. 15, 10, 5. Dives. Touchdown, Raiders. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you as we are ready to roll. Hope everybody is doing well today. Chris Matthews, the dean of sportsmen in town, will join us here in five minutes. He's got a flight to catch. He usually joins us at the bottom of the hour every other Friday. We'll talk to Chris about what happened last night. He was at the East-West Shrine game and the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl festivities over at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. That's kind of where I want to go today, everybody. I threw it out on Twitter before the show as we opened it up at JT the Brick. What do you think? If you were able and fortunate enough to get inside the Raider facility to be there, a lot of kids there, but it was limited space, not like the stadium, which is really enormous for the games on Sunday. But if you went to the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge, the dodgeball, the accurate throwing, what they were doing with the water balloons and all that, I want to hear from you. I want to know how it went because I care more about Vegas. This is the Vegas economy. It's very important that that works or people like it. It looked fun. I didn't go. I didn't see it. I watched it on TV, most of it. And it looked like everybody had a good time. Everybody knows Derek Carr was there. Derek Carr really won the skills contest at quarterback. He was getting all the fours and the threes, and he hit the drone five up there. And Derek looked like he had a good time and had some good things to say. We'll play a portion of what Derek said to NFL Network uh, this hour and sometime next hour, and I thought it was fine. You know, Derek's a good guy. Derek's been a big part of the Raiders for nine seasons, and it probably was uncomfortable a little bit for him yesterday. He went in there, did his thing. It's an exhibition. He had some fun. I don't think he said anything super controversial. And Derek Carr's a Raider, and he'll always be a Raider. Once a Raider, always a Raider as he's moving on. So I want to get into that and how you watched it, what you think of it, and what do you think about this new format going forward before they play the flag football game? Chris Matthews, kind enough to join us, says he's, Chris, I hope you're getting out of here for the weekend. Is this a little R&R, or are you working up there? You're always working, my friend. You getting some family time? No, actually, a uh, little family time. In fact, JT, there will be a day when you'll be doing this same thing when your kids have <laughs> I get married and had kids, and Grandpa JT will be spending Uh-oh. some time on a on a plane heading to go see the grandkids. So I'm heading up for a birthday party up in Salt Lake City. Great for you. You have a great family. <laughs> I'm happy you're going to have a good time. I want to. I like to talk to you about the business, also in the economy of Vegas, and what you've seen in all these years, not only in this market but in this region. That was a big day. East West Shrine. What they do for Shiners Children's Hospitals, amazing. We're involved with the golf tournament, as you know, and then. What happened with the Pro Bowl games kicking off? I know 8 News Now had complete coverage. What do you think of the overall day at two big events here in Vegas yesterday? Yeah, I think it's great, JT. In fact, for the first time, the the Pro Bowl has aligned itself with the East-West Shrine Bowl game. So those two events are kind of married together now. So it makes a nice, fun weekend of, of football for fans who kind of like the games and how they reimagine the Pro Bowl, now flag football and the precision passing and the dodgeball, all that stuff. Then you have the game for all these 124 college kids who hopefully get a good look with all the scouts in town watching these guys uh, last night over at Allegiant Stadium. And we had a couple of locals, Darian Thompson-Robinson, who played at Gorman then at UCLA. And 
and the Howden kid that played at Desert Springs, and of course at UNLV, Asaja case. So it was kind of cool to follow those guys and, and see what they did against these, these other talented players. And you know that bowl game, by the way, has been around since 1924. It's been yeah. around forever. So it's cool that it's back. And just, yeah, fun weekend of, uh, of football here in Vegas. Yeah, how do you think Bill Belichick thought with the binoculars up there and coaching all week after he lost on the Chandler Jones play? He lost on that. He was here for, as you remember, we were on the sidelines for that dual practice that they had, the joint practices, and he was back here for the game last night. And you know you know for a fact that's what he was thinking, too. On that very field down there, we let one slip away in one of the great plays in NFL history when Chandler Jones Picks that ball up. Just a boneheaded play by the Patriots, allowing the Raiders to win that game. And you know he was thinking about that. He's sitting up in that press box all by himself. Chris Matthews, 8 News Now, before he boards a flight with his lovely wife and family to head up to Salt Lake City. Uh, quickly, wanted your opinion on Derek and how you're covering it because I consider Derek a friend all these years. I have a lot of respect for his wife and kids and family, and this chapter's ending. And it probably was a little awkward for him to walk into the facility yesterday, but he looked like he had a good time, and the fans in attendance like seeing him. Yeah, no doubt about that. I thought it was interesting, too, some of the comments that Derek made that uh, Peyton Manning, who he really idolized and respected and kind of grew up watching, that he said, you know, Peyton Manning went through the same thing that I'm going through. So he talked to Peyton about, you know, being uh, traded or let go or, or move, moving on to a new team. So I thought that was kind of interesting, too, that, uh, that Derek talked about that with Peyton Manning about, hey, I'm, doing, I'm going to be doing the same thing that you did. You had to leave. He went on and won a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. Peyton did. So, you know what, the, the coolest thing, I think, and, and anybody who knows Derek Carr is a person, great individual. You wish for the very best. How great would it be if someday that he actually can win a Super Bowl championship and ride off into the sunset, like he even said last night, that he wants to come back to, uh, uh, to Las Vegas and maybe sit in the black hole someday. He's going to be a Raider. You know, once a Raider, always a Raider. You know, he'll always be a Raider. That's where his heart is. But I'd love for Derek Carr to go out and, and, and win a championship. He deserves that. It'd be really cool for him to do that, I think. Hey, Chris, one more on this. You've covered all the big stories here in Vegas, and I was, I was optimistic for Tom Brady. I just thought for a short-term deal, he makes the organization and the position better than it's ever been. That didn't happen, and now Aaron Rodgers' name's out there with the connection to Devontae, but that's a little bit more complex with his salary and what the Raiders would have to give up, depending on how much they would have to give up. What, what are you sensing here? Because you have a Raiders pregame show on 8 News Now. What do you want to see, and what do you expect to see? Boy, I would absolutely love it. I know 99% of Raider Nation would love to see Aaron Rodgers. Somehow they work out a deal with Aaron Rodgers. He comes here, and they're hooking up uh, once again with Devontae Adams back and forth, up and down the field with that high-powered offense. You bring in a couple of offensive linemen to kind of shore things up there. And Rodgers, uh, that'd be phenomenal. I mean, there isn't one person. I don't think you could find one single person that would say that is not the best, ideal, perfect scenario for the Raiders is to get Rodgers in here reunite him with Devontae Adams. Now they might go with Stidham, maybe uh, see what he does. And might, they might draft a rookie. And see, really, those are the only options, right? Get Garoppolo, uh, Rodgers, maybe Stidham, mm-hmm. or a, a rookie and, and have him as the backup. And then you kind of teach him the, the, the ropes and the trade of the uh, Josh McDaniels system. But, uh, oh, Rodgers would be phenomenal. That's, that, I mean, that'd be, that'd be the wish list. That'd be Merry Christmas again all over again absolutely enjoy your flight it's a short one we'll talk hey chris next year radio row in las vegas how about that what do you think of that oh, next year of a- <laughs> super bowl in vegas give me your thoughts on the way out well that's going to be so neat the super bowl in fact you were talking about the economy picture next year for those three months from 
November when F1 comes here, and they're anticipating a $1.2 billion economic impact to our community with the F1 stopping here and all the festivities that are involved with that one single race at night, by the way, down the strip. Mm-hmm. And then a few months later, you got the Super Bowl 58 at Allegiant Stadium. And, JT, you'll be right front and center on Radio Road. I can't wait. You know what? Of all the people, you deserve this. That's going to be so fun. You'll be in right there at Radio Road calling the uh, the shots every single day leading up to the Super Bowl 58. Cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. That it economic is- impact, by the way, is what? $600 million they're anticipating. So nearly two $1 billion uh uh, economic impact events happening in Vegas in a, in a short span of three months. Phenomenal. We love Vegas. Take care, my friend. Be good. All right. Thank you, JT. Chris Matthews, 8 News Now. Nice. He calls me. He's supposed to come on at 1230. He goes, I'm on a flight at 1230. Can I come on? That's really cool. That's a friend. Good guy. And, and Chris knows the market as good as anybody. He, he does, and he understands. You know, he mentioned that economic impact and what it means with F1. And the F1 is going to have a bigger economic impact than the Super Bowl. Now, that could change. They can do other economic looks at that. But to think that F1 from this upcoming November through the Super Bowl a year from now and Vegas is going to have that type of impact, that's why Vegas is different. Forget about the size of the radio market, the TV market. Who cares? I don't care. I don't sit on in an ivory tower looking down at television ratings. I live in Vegas. Everybody wants to come here. College basketball should do all their games here. We do all these tournaments. NASCAR's got two unbelievable races, huge races. One's a playoff race. The reason why the rodeo is in Vegas and it's not in Oklahoma, it's not in Texas normally, is because people want to come to Vegas. So we got that going for us, and tonight's going to be a fun night because I'll be with Warren Moon. We've been talking about it all week, Shannon Sharp, a couple of Pro Bowlers and Hall of Famers as we're raising money for SLAM schools and slam is sports leadership's arch and management it was founded by pitbull the entertainer and they've invited some of our listeners some students tonight we're going to be on the 66th floor of resorts world i'll get a chance to MC that event MC the chalk talk with warren moon that's always pretty cool love doing that and if you're coming tonight you'll be able to rub some elbows with hall of famers and some pro bowl superstars if there are a few tickets left you might want to hurry and take a look at eventbrite.com event b-r-i-t-e Dot com as we open up the show. So back to the Pro Bowl. Uh, my phones are open the rest of the show here for that topic. I think it's important because you, you got to have a vibe on if this is going to work or not. That's all I want to know. And the game's going to be played on Sunday, but you got a taste of it yesterday. And I thought the key was it showcased the Raiders facility. And that's good for economic impact because I've heard from one person behind the scenes that a lot of the players who were there toward the Raiders facility for the first time, the players, the Pro Bowlers, who the Raiders want. Right? The guys you want to come to the Raiders were in the building for the first time. Now, there were some Patriots who were there and a couple of other people who might have seen it, but not like that. So that's really important when you have the best players and Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, and they're all walking around Henderson in that facility saying, oh, my God, look at this cafeteria dining area look at the weight room oh my god let's go to the outside field we're inside here let's look at the showers let's look at what the the baths uh, look like everything there and they're blown away locker rooms and everything so that's a big part of this will that help the Raiders yeah I think it will it could be the difference in getting one player down the road this year or next year for a little less money to move to Las Vegas to play for the Raiders if they're impressed with that most players are just impressed with their money They'll play anywhere for more money. 
But sometimes players are starting to look at when you're paying guys now thirty million, twenty million, fifteen million signing bonuses and all that. No state taxes. That kind of comes into play, and we saw that yesterday. There were a lot of players who I heard had their head on a swivel looking around going, this is part of your indoor facility. Let's see the rest of it. Very impressed by what Mark Davis and the entire team did before, currently in building that infrastructure there and what they did. So a lot of fun yesterday. How'd the kids like it? Because I'm going to read. I'm going to read some tweets. I normally don't do that. I normally don't read tweets. I'm, I'm better than that. But I threw it out there today, and I said I'd read some. I don't want to know what you think about the Pro Bowl and was it lame to you? Because I, I want to get some answers today on the phones by our hardcore fans, hardcore, our casual fans, and most important, the parents. If you got kids and you, the kids watched it. Because that's what my wife said. We didn't have our sons with us. They're 21. What are they now? 21 and 19. And they would have loved that. And we were texting. We were on a group text, our family text. And they were watching it. And they were commenting on Derek. And we were going back and forth on that and other topics. And the golf was out at Bears Best, and they were hitting drives at Bears Best. I always am amazed when they invite people to play golf who don't know how to hold a golf club. They had a couple of guys out there that were swinging and missing, but a couple of long drives. I'm not a big fan of the balloon catching. I had one Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer text me saying he'd never be involved in anything like that, but that's an old school guy, right? Old school guy that would never be asked to catch a water balloon. An old school guy would never have been asked to. An old school guy, 20, 30, 40 years ago, were playing in there for every dollar they could make extra, anything they could get to help feed their families. Because remember, a lot of the old football players, the old timers, 60s, 70s, they didn't make much money. So they had to do everything to make a couple of scraps in the offseason, have a little bit extra money. And uh, I can tell you to a man, any Hall of Famer I know wouldn't have been involved in water balloons. Maybe dodgeball, I digress. But that's all a part of what, I, what I'm asking you today. Hardcore fans, casual fans, everybody else. Did it work for you? Because that's the future of the Pro Bowl. And I think it's got to stay in Vegas. Tremendous economic impact. You start throwing in a couple of parties, some VIP experiences, autograph signings. Keep it in Vegas. You know, they, they moved the draft to Cleveland and Kansas City, and it sucks. Don't tell me Cleveland and Kansas City or Philadelphia does the NFL draft better than Vegas. Vegas had it. It was a home run. We were right in the middle of it for you here on Raider Nation Radio. We want to keep things in Vegas. The A's want to come to Vegas. Everybody wants to come here because it's fun. Forget the economic impact for a second. It's just more fun. People want to come with their families, their kids, and bring their friends and use Vegas as a playground the way it always has been. It's an adult playground. So all those pro bowlers are here. They're here having a good time. If you bumped into any of them, or if you'd like to comment on Derek Carr, let's comment on Derek Carr and what you thought of him. He won that skills challenge. Peyton Manning had him go last, clean up, to win. I think Peyton also did it to showcase Derek Carr. And Derek looked great. Uh, Derek throws a very accurate ball. Trevor Lawrence didn't. Kirk Cousins didn't. Tyler Huntley looked okay. But when you see all that together and you see Derek Carr, did that feel like a good, solid goodbye for you? Because I think Derek's going to have an opportunity to play it up and have fun and hopefully interact with some fans at Allegiant Stadium there. East-West Shrine game. So pretty cool story uh, last night. Not cool, but fun. I went to Capos. If you live in Vegas, please go to Capos, the Italian 
restaurant. My buddy Nico owns it. He's a rock star here in town, and it's completely dark inside. It's a scene out of Goodfellas. The food was incredible. When I talk about top, 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 top Italian, right up there. It was that good. We had a good time. Doug Kazarian from ESPN. He does Daily Wager on TV. He's been here for a while. He came from the East-West Ryan game and was telling me how he won some money, wink, wink, betting it. And I think the final score was 12-3. to 3. So if you had the under in the East-West Shrine game. See, I don't even know if you can bet or what the handle is on some of these events. But some of the Sharps pounded that game last night and won some money. Again, if anybody knows what the handle is, what's the maximum bet on the East-West Shrine game or the in-game on that, how that worked out. But we were, I was fascinated hearing the story last night. So we had a good time. But I was talking with the group of guys we had at our table about the Super Bowl. And we were going back and forth on Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and who, who has the advantage or not. Well, we'll get into it next hour of the show. There's a couple guys banged up for Kansas City. Hardman doesn't look like he's going to play. Three wide receivers went down for Kansas City. Three in that game. Okay, and two probably are going to come back not at 100%. Hardman's probably not going to play. We know that Mahomes has some type of ankle sprain. I don't know if it's high or low, whatever it is. He did show some pain in the game. And Mahomes did take a shot, and I thought there was a little bit of acting by him. I thought Mahomes did a little flopping when he went out of bounds against Cincinnati, but why not? He's Patrick Mahomes. He's trying to get to the Super Bowl. And Jalen Hurts has a shoulder injury that I don't know if it's 100% or not. I'm not a doctor, so you could have two quarterbacks. Matter of fact, you know for a fact you have both quarterbacks, both of them coming into the Super Bowl, not at 100%. So how does that affect the way? How does it affect the way you want to go out there and bet the game? If you're a gambler on that, I want to know what you think about that because normally, you know, guys are tired. It's the end of the year, the Super Bowl, but normally you don't have both quarterbacks injured, injured going into this game. And I'd like to know if you think that's going to affect your bet because Philadelphia minus one and a half, or if it's at two, fans are just looking at the total there. I like Philadelphia going into the game. I'll make my predictions next week. So the other Derek Carr storyline, because I want to hear from Derek Carr fans, and I want to hear not from detractors. A lot of Derek's got a lot of detractors. Most of them tend to be anonymous on Twitter. Now, the people that hit Derek the hardest are the ones on Twitter who are, just have no guts, and they, and they go after Derek Carr. Even, even when something nice happens and he wins a little silly contest on accuracy, people, people think they got to troll Derek Carr. We're not here to do that here on the flagship. We want to hear from you on what you think this closure is going to be like because Derek Carr, this is his final appearance at the practice facility. He said he has no intention of extending the February 15th trigger date on his contract to give the team additional time to resolve his situation. So he's speaking during the Pro Bowl games and the competition. We'll have that sound a little bit. And he's not going to agree to amend the date by which more than $40 million in guarantees kick in. And we all know that he doesn't have a no-trade claw. Derek said, I don't think that would be best for me, said extending the deadline there. And he has the right to do whatever he could do with his agent, that he has the right to do that. Again, I don't get in front of Derek's money. When Derek leaves, when Derek leaves officially and he signs a new contract with a new team, I'll get in front of his money. I'll have a comment on Derek's money if I think it's fair, if I think he got overpaid, I think it's a great deal or not. But I've always had that respect within the organization with the players. I never talk about what they make and what they should make. You notice I'm not doing it here with Josh Jacobs. People are tweeting at me, what do you think we should pay Josh Jacobs? 
I don't get in front of guys' money that I get to see, got to travel with, possibly, possibly have to interview because that's just bad blood when you start talking money. You never talk money about a grown-ass man when you have to look him in the eye. You don't take his money. You don't demean his money. So whatever happens to Josh Jacobs if he gets a contract because he gets franchise tagged and he's not happy about it, but the money's enormous, or Dave's able to work out a great deal and he's happy about it, hopefully we'll get him on the show like we have in the past and congratulate him on that. So we'll see how that plays out. But the Raiders now have to have a plan set if they can't move Derek Carr. And I'm kind of, I don't know where I am on this. I'm kind of 20% think a trade could happen, 80% maybe not, because Derek could, Derek could throw a power play at the Raiders and say, no matter what you think, I'm going to decline it because I want to do it on my own. I want to be a free agent. He has the right to do that in the no trade clause. But if, he, if there is a trade, available and it makes sense financially and he can secure more money because he's going to move to a city he likes i.e carolina carolina or new orleans then Derek could say yeah that that trade looks pretty good i don't care what the raiders get i'm not a raider anymore but i love the compensation of moving my contract and knowing that the team is going to agree to that and i'm going to make more than having to become a free agent and make less and we all understand that we've had Vinny on to talk about it and a lot of people are talking about what is the worth of Derek Carr another team opened up this week the Tampa Bay Buccaneers it seems like everybody it's the NFC South for Derek Carr to go to so if Derek Carr wants to make that move Derek Carr has multiple opportunities to move within the division of the NFC South which I think would be smart for him twofold the most important thing is Derek's got to get out of the AFC he's not elite there's too many elite quarterbacks in front of him that doesn't mean Derek can't win a Super Bowl in the AFC. If he goes to Indianapolis or he goes to the Jets and all of a sudden they get better, okay, that team might be better than the Raiders or the Chargers or whoever it is. But most likely, I don't think Derek could be successful in the short term in the AFC. If he goes to the NFC South, every single team wants him today. Atlanta, 7-10. and 10. Marcus Mariota, part-time quarterback. New Orleans, 7-10. and 10. Andy Dalton, which I can't believe Jameis Winston didn't play more than Andy Dalton. Carolina Panthers, Sam Donald gone. Baker Mayfield gone. Their experiments, they desperately need Derek. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who ended their season, all three of the bottom dwellers were 7-10. and 10. Carolina, the Saints, and Atlanta. The best team in the division was Tom Brady, 8-9. and nine. That's a 471 winning percentage. If you're Derek Carr, how are you not begging to go to the NFC South? The day Derek Carr goes to the NFC South and picks any of those teams, he immediately brings that team to a better record. I didn't say playoffs, but he brings those seven-win teams to nine or ten. He brings that eight-win uh, team in Tampa to ten or eleven, maybe. So the more I, more I think about this, I would think that the Raiders would look at the fit there and say, those are the four teams in the same division. And my other point on why a trade hopefully can happen so the Raiders get something in return. The difference in the entire NFC South is going to come down to Derek Carr. Derek Carr can change the balance of power in an entire division. Whoever gets Derek Carr out of the four teams I mentioned are going to have the lead in Vegas to win that division because Carr is going to be better than those other guys. Unless Aaron Rodgers goes to one of them, and there's no way Green Bay is most likely going to trade Aaron Rodgers to an NFC team. Now, that brings me to Aaron Rodgers. God, this Aaron Rodgers stuff is good. 
It's good because he's got everything involved to make this great. Tom Brady never spoke. No one ever talked to Tom Brady. He didn't speak. He was always quiet about all his issues here. Aaron Rodgers is just the opposite. Aaron Rodgers will tell you every day what he thinks about. He was on the tee at the AT&T Pebble Beach, and the guy who was there introducing him, and there's always a clown doing that. There's always an idiot doing that at a golf tournament. You're just supposed to announce the guy from Green Bay, Wisconsin, quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. And then the guy who's up there at Pebble, like, we got anything you want to tell us? He's trying to get him to talk, and Aaron Rodgers is teeing up over his ball, and he says, well, I'm not going to San Francisco. And then the other guy, the knucklehead, said, well, you should look good with the Dallas Cowboys star on your helmet. And he ripped his drive, and he went out there and he played golf. Aaron loves attention. I'm in media. I'm in radio. I love people who crave attention. I love people that crave attention who aren't likable, and I like people who crave attention who are likable. And it's good for business. Aaron Rodgers is very good for business here in the Las Vegas economy. If he comes, I saw a show today that said little chance. Others say, well, him and Devontae are cryptically tweeting. Devontae wants him in the neighborhood and all of that. It's all just fun and games. We don't know what's going to happen. But I gave you two big topics, and I gave it to you 24 minutes ago and interviewed the King Newsman in this town. I'd like to hear from you on my talk show, or I'll just keep talking. 702-365-9200. Want to know two things. Did the Pro Bowl work for you on television? Or if you went, did you like it? Was it goofy and you hated it? Well, you thought, hey, man, it was pretty fun. I'd do it again. And we saved the Pro Bowl. We save it with this goofy, goofy dodgeball water balloon thing. And it stays here and gives us economic impact. And where do you stand, Raider Nation, on Aaron Rodgers? We're brought to you by PTs. They fuel the monologue. You know what? There's just a re- reignited flame in my heart um, to to compete and to win. You know, since this last month, it's given me some time with my family. It's given me a, a another perspective on, you know, just how how quick this thing can go. And so for me, I haven't stopped working. I've been grinding. My buddy's been at my house at 5:30 with me, you know, and we're grinding and just trying to get ready for what's next. You know, like I said, and I mean it. I'm going to give my next city my best, and so. I took a look. What can I do right now to be at my best for them, whoever they, whoever they are? Um, and so I've been I've been throwing, I've been running, I've been been working out. I've been I'm getting ready for the season. I'm not necessarily getting ready for this, but it'll be fun to compete in this. Yeah, Derek always works hard. Uh, these are the final sound bites. Most likely, we'll have from Derek at the Pro Bowl here, and then the news on a trade or not, or where he signs in free agency. JT, back with you. Really appreciate you listening. As we are heading out to the Super Bowl, and we are really excited to be a part of Remy Martin, they're going to have a one-minute Super Bowl commercial in the first quarter. And how about this? They're teaming up with Serena Williams, four-time gold medalist at the Olympic Games. Serena is one of the greatest tennis players in history, but not only. She's a cultural icon, a pioneer, a muse of several sports brands. She's also one of the most influential women in the United States. Every team needs a coach. And Remy Martin has found ours. This is big. It's going to be great. February 13th, we'll see what happens more with Serena. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. One of our many proud partners who are taking us out to Phoenix. I'll get to Kyrie Irving coming up. If you haven't heard already today on Sports Radio, Kyrie Irving is asking for a trade. 
I, I truly believe after asking for this trade, after finally coming back and behaving and doing what he's supposed to do is be a teammate and help an organization who paid a millions win, here he goes again. I really think we could have a debate on him being the worst person in sports right now. Joe Mixon and threats and all that, that's a different category. When you threaten women and there's violence or something happens, I don't think that's a different category. When it comes to athletes who believe it's all about themselves over team, I think that Kyrie Irving is one of the worst athletes in the world. He's immature at times. He's reckless. He's not very smart. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room because he had a cup of coffee at Duke. And now he's putting Brooklyn in harm's way because he wants to get traded by this weekend. He wants to get traded before the trade deadline. And Brooklyn's saying, what are you talking about? Durant's injured. You've been playing great. Problem is, Kyrie wants a new deal. He wants an extension. He didn't like what the Nets offered. And whoever trades for him, the whole debate's going to be, can the Lakers get him with LeBron? Can the Lakers and LeBron pull off Kyrie? Of course they can, but he's too unstable. He's too mentally unstable to reward him. He wants to be rewarded with what's called the max contract. Why would you reward Kyrie Irving? We know his skill set and how talented he is. Why would you give him more money and max out the money when he is unable to play and he's not committed to the sport and his team? And the Lakers can't afford to do that. If the Lakers end up making this deal, they're going to mortgage the franchise for a decade. Because LeBron's about to leave after the scoring title. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. So if the Lakers want to find a way to quickly make a shot at the title this year, they can do something stupid. They can give number ones away to the Nets for years to come. But I don't think Jeannie Buss is going to want to trade, uh, want to pay Kyrie a max extension. Nor do I think she can with Russell Westbrook trying to get him off the book. So this is just nuts. This is breaking the internet today. If you got an opinion on Kyrie Irving, he can take a team to a championship this year. But it was supposed to be Brooklyn, and it looks like it will not be Brooklyn. 702-365-9200 is our phone number here on Derek Carr. Everybody, all, all these big fanboys and tough guys and Twitter bullies who are all, all, all ripping on Derek Carr. He does something nice yesterday, and the cat's got everyone's tongue. No one has a comment on Derek Carr today. It's fascinating to me. But everybody's ripping him all day and all last year, and we can't win with him, and he's blowing the leads, and he can't make the throw. And and now we're at the point where Derek Carr is the biggest topic in Vegas, and everyone in Vegas is looking at the wind and and the sky, going, oh, I don't know. It was a pretty good, pretty cool, fun little thing he did yesterday, throwing at throwing at drones in the sky. I was happy for Derek. I thought he had a good day. Uh, Dino in Toronto. Dino, what's happening? Go ahead. AJT, thanks for the, taking my call. Uh, mm. Cold. It's cold up here, man. It's, ice cold so it's uh yeah just, just thinking of you guys in vegas that's uh warming me up but um quickly jt I, i'm a I, I am a big Derek Carr fan i uh i'm also one of his biggest critics I'm, I'm first of all i'm very happy for Derek. um he's gonna have an opportunity to kind of say goodbye to the to the to the fans um and uh which i'm happy about um however i, I jt I i'm not trying to create anything or create a stir but i mean I think this is like another big middle finger to the NFL, man. I thought I thought all this bad blood with the NFL died when when Al and uh, Roselle left this earth. And um, to have Derek Carr there, I mean, I'm just thinking of a, as as a as a Raider fan and as as a, as a lifelong Raider fan. I mean, I don't like anyone taking pot shots at us. I mean, Derek mm-hmm. deserves his, his his farewell, and I'm not I'm not trying to take anything away from Derek Carr. Uh, I, th- I thought the guy was the ultimate Raider. 
Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I think that they should have given him another chance under the system, but hey, that's that's okay. Uh, but I just I just feel like you know what I I, I don't want the Raiders to go down and, and and be looked at as like a team or an organization where you know here's a guy now and and Derek's a class act. He he he, mm-hmm. he took, definitely took the high road yesterday, but that's just my take on that. JT. I mean, I'm a Raider fan through and through. Uh, God bless Derek. Wish him all the best in his future, and 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 he gave his all here, but. I mean, I'm just looking at it as a brand, and mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it just—it's just not a good look for us, man. To have, well, what's not a good look? Even, whoa, whoa, whoa! What's not a good look? Him playing in a skills challenge? Well, what's not a good look? No, not not at all. It's not a good look to have the media ask him questions and have him like take little comments, and he, which he's entitled to. But I just don't mm-hmm. believe the the organization deserves that. That's all. Mm-hmm. I mean. That, that's my take on that. I mean, that might okay. be a little bit of a of a far take. I get it, but I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I've been a Raider fan since I was six years old, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like we're we're going we're going almost to fifty years here, right? So I mean, uh, I love this team, win, lose, or tie, mm-hmm. Raider till I die, and I'm I'm always gonna bleed silver and black. But I'm just that's that's all I'm saying. I mean, okay. they could they could have handled this a little bit better. That's all. All right, thank you. You know, I don't think it's a big deal in general because. The Raiders are moving on, and the Raiders are trying to do something really unique that's a little bit complicated. They're trying to get off a quarterback in nine years and trying to find another one and trying to rebuild the defense, rebuild. Not so, they're not trying to rebuild the bad culture. John Gruden had a good locker room, right? There were some issues there. We had some issues there that came out. But in this locker room, the culture, listen to Max. He was on busing with the boys, and Max Crosby talked about he loves playing for Josh McDaniels, loves it, and how hard it is. You talked about the details of all that. We'll try to get that soundbite. You got to edit it all out. There's a lot of there's a lot of cussing in those podcasts. So when Bobby has to put it together, it takes him about ten minutes to bleep everything out. But the Raiders are trying to do something that is unique. They're trying to move off a face of a franchise in a new city with a real you know good player, and they're trying to get a better player. And I, I think every Raider un- fan understands that. Now, fans that want to stir the pot and make everything, oh, God, life and death and immature and everybody hates each other and all that, you can talk about, you know, Derek said he was hot. He was asked a question, says, you know, he had a funny answer for him. No one takes that stuff seriously. I mean, Derek's there. Derek's probably a little bit upset or maybe really upset deep down. He's going to typically take the high road. What people tend to forget around here is Derek doesn't talk much. He didn't talk to us. He didn't talk to us in the, on the team, inside the team, the hometown stuff. He didn't do much of that. I don't know if he's going to do that. If he goes to Carolina or New Orleans, is he going to get back to having a radio show? He's going to get back to having a TV show like a lot of quarterbacks do? He didn't talk a lot here. And normally when he talked at all those press conferences, he talked about his faith. He talked about losing, how much it hurt. When they, when they won, he was really excited, over-the-top excited about winning. Derek was pretty vanilla on all that stuff, which is what you need to be when you're a quarterback. Uh, Tom Brady, is there, is there anybody more vanilla in your life than Derek Jeter or Tom Brady? They never say anything. My dad and I always talked about Jeter. Jeter never said anything that was controversial, controversial or anything that mattered. Like, you'd love, you'd die, diehard Yankee fan. I'd die to hear what Derek said after losing to the Red Sox up 3 nothing or this and that. Nothing. Derek didn't say a lot. He broke down emotionally in tears one press conference this year. I think he knew there was pressure on him. It's the way I see it being in the building. He knew there was pressure on him to do well. It was a new system. I don't think he played well. I don't think he played. He didn't play great. 
He didn't play above average. He didn't play to Derek Carr standards. He played. He was. He was good. He was okay. He had high interceptions. It was a tough. It was a lot to, to blame with the offensive line early. I thought the offensive line. I talked to a scout in town for the East West Shrine game who I knew, and he said, "Hey man, I want to give the Raiders a lot of credit." I go, "For, for what? What are you talking about? What what type of credit?" He goes, "For the offensive line." I go, "Do tell." He said that offensive line was a joke when we were seeing them in Canton, Ohio. They didn't know who they were going to play at the end of the year. They did okay. They held up against the Niners. They they put Bosa in check. That was a long journey to get that offensive line up and running. But was it a great offensive line for Derek? No. No. The Raiders have had great offensive lines. Derek's never had one. He had one decent one. He's never had a great one. But, look, if Derek played here another three or four years, I would have had no problem with it. But the Raiders want to go in another direction. And they have the right to do it because Dave and Joshua hired to take this thing to a higher level. And they're being evaluated just like Derek Carr. And those guys are relentless, relentless with their work ethic and how they're trying to fix this. It's not going along to plan with six wins as you would like, but you're not in the scouting meetings, the draft meetings, and all the things that they're trying to do to turn this organization into a path where they could be really, really good. And not everybody's going to see that. I try to give that little bit of an edge here on the radio and tell you what I know, which is not everything. But part of what they were going to do was making a very difficult decision on the quarterback. And their decision was to move on from Derek Carr. And we'll see who they get. It's been fascinating to guess who they're going to get. It's just a guess. And the guess now, we pivot to Aaron Rodgers, who's friends with Devontae Adams. I see a lot of people want to stir the pot with Devontae. Is Devontae going to be happy? Is Devontae going to be upset? Let me ask you this. How do you think Fred Bolitnikoff felt? How do you think Fred Bolitnikoff felt when he came into this league, Super Bowl II, and lost all those championship games with the Snake until he was the MVP of Super Bowl XI? Okay, they made quarterback changes. Freddie came in with Tom Flores, Daryl LaMonica, Ken Stabler. They made quarterback changes, big ones, until the Snake became a legend here. And they played in the biggest games, the biggest games, all the time. Freddie always won. He played in the biggest, biggest games, and they couldn't get over the hump. Can you imagine taking a player from that era and saying, hey, man, we're taking your quarterback away, your, your buddy. How are you going to react? They'd be like, get out of here. How am I going to react? I get paid. I'm a football player. Give me another quarterback. No one has their feelings hurt. These are grown men. They're making millions upon millions of dollars to play with new teammates and new coaches every year. You don't have to like it. You just have to follow the program, and hopefully the program gets on the right track. And that's what we're trying to see here. It's like that in business. It's like that in education. It's like that in life. You hire some leaders. The leaders put together a plan. Everybody follows that plan, runs through the door, tries to make it work. And if it doesn't work, they flip it. And this isn't a complete flip, but as I told you all year long on this broadcast, this was an organization that was deconstructing a roster of former mistakes by the former regime that the former regime made in goodwill. They wanted good players, Henry Ruggs and Alex Leatherwood and other players to be really good. They missed on a lot of them. So this new regime here is trying to clean that up trying to clean that up and win more games and they took a step backwards so a lot of emotion a lot of emotion just get it right and it's starting with dave ziegler and mobile we'll have that sound a little bit and, and bobby if you do have that sound tell me i would like to play that from sirius xm from nfl radio because he was on with pat Kerwin and jim miller 
uh, talking about that. And, you know, there's a lot of changes. And the Derek Carr situation is really what's happening now. So when we have that sound, I'll let you know from Dave at, in Mobile with NFL Radio. We'll play that coming up, and we'll play it next hour. He's telling you what he's doing. They're shopping Derek Carr. That's not the end of the world. Not shopping Derek Carr. And Aaron Rodgers is playing kind of like both sides of the fence with Green Bay. And Tom Brady just retired. And Baker Mayfield's looking for a job. It's the life in the NFL. We're brought to you by Virgin Hotels. Head on out there this weekend to their great restaurants or the theater where they have epic concerts. I have a no trade clause, you know, and there's a date that certain money's guaranteed or I'm a free agent. So I'll just be honest about the whole thing. Like, you know, there has been conversations with, you know, uh, you know, Dave and my, my agent and me and we'll figure that out. Uh, but for me, it's I'm just being patient. You know, uh, I'm going to do what's best for myself. I'm going to do what's best for my family and don't care about what the optics are or anything like that. I can pick this or do that. I can do it. It's kind of fun to be able to do whatever you want for once, you know, yeah, um, and so uh, I'm just going to be patient and not trying to hurt anybody, not trying to get by on anything. I'm just going to do the right thing for me and my family at the end of the day. Everybody should be able to handle that soundbite. That's not controversial at all. Derek Carr is moving on from the Raiders. The Raiders are moving on from him. They'll try to find a trade. Partner, if not, Derek will be a free agent, and we'll cover that story right here on Raider Nation Radio as we continue on. Brought to you by Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, Charles will be doing a lot at the Super Bowl and his Woodson Bourbon Whiskey will be there with him all over the place. That brand is exploding. It's doing great. A lot of the Raider Nation, I see it in the J-Lot. I see it at the Black Hole. They have it right up there on the bar. A lot of people now are drinking Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, and we appreciate that. So we have more sound to play next hour, but I just want to hit on Dave Ziegler's comments on Sirius XM NFL Radio as he was down in Mobile, Alabama, and he was interviewed. Here was, here's what he said. Derek's a phenomenal player too, and he's a phenomenal human being. And you know, we're gonna you know, obviously we have some things, some dominoes to fall, and and you know, some things that we have to look at relative to his situation and our quarterback situation going forward in 23. But um, there's not, no 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 position is as important as the quarterback position, and you you all know that, everybody knows that, and so uh, you know we're gonna be putting a lot of work, um, you know, put a lot of work in on that front, and and kind of seeing how it all plays out here. Well, I yeah, I don't need a specific answer, but. Have you gotten interest? If I was in this league and I saw what happened to Derek, I'd be calling you, going, uh, "Dave, you want to talk a little bit here?" <laughs> yeah, you know, and I and I think um, here this week at the Senior Bowl, obviously everybody's here, and so uh, you know this this is a good time to have those conversations. But you know, there's going to be people interested in Derek Carr. There's there's no there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, he's he's you know been a good football player in this league for for quite some time, and like I said, he's a phenomenal human being, and uh, you know we'll we'll kind of just see where it goes. I mean, Dave didn't go out of his way. He says, phenomenal human being, the player he was, and all of that. So when you have to make a trade for a quarterback and time's running out, you're waiting for the phone calls to come in, and you're wondering what you're going to get back in return. It could be nothing. It could be a third-round pick. It should be higher. Whatever it is, it's going to be complicated, and time is winding down. And I think everybody in the Raider Nation understands that. Uh, some people are not going to like the way it ended. Other people are going to think, I've talked to people, it should have ended like this years ago. I don't agree. When you look at Derek Carr, Derek Carr played to an ability that you could win with. The Raiders lost more than they won with Derek. And that has to go with a lot of coaching changes, regime change and all that, and now they're trying to get it right. 
And the big thing that a lot of the talking heads are talking about on the debate shows is how could you, in a division that has Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes, go into it with Jared Stidham? And I've been thinking about that a lot, too. I think Stidham's good. He impressed me in the Niner game. He did. In the Niner game, it impressed me. The Raiders got bulldozed in the Kansas City game, got blown out, which has happened often around here lately, and it's got to stop. And in the San Francisco game, where the Niners had a lot to play for, the number two seed, the number two seed instead of three, I gave him an extra home game in Santa Clara. Stidham played well. You know, right there, Purdy was more of a kind of flukish thing because no one saw him, and he was winning all these games in a row on a very good team. Good offensive line, great defense. Stidham played well, but Stidham was 0-2. 0-2 as a starter here. And Stidham could play really good next year. And what happens if he plays good next year and he's 1-4? And And he plays good, but he's not great. Raiders are looking for a great quarterback. They're either going to get it in the first round of the draft. I don't think you can get it in the second, third, or fourth. I don't. I think the quarterbacks that are great go early, and then you could find a Derek Carr in the second round. It's a miracle if you find Tom Brady in the sixth. If you find in the seventh Brock Purdy, it's happened. But the great quarterbacks, they kind of live at the top of the draft, and the Raiders are at the top of the draft. They're number seven, and they can move up. They really have the power to move up if they want to do that and get that done. All right, so that's hour number one. We got one more hour to go here. We'll have more sound on what Derek said to NFL Network after after the throwing yesterday, I thought it was pretty harmless. And I, I got shut out this hour. No one called in on the Pro Bowl. Not one person called in and said they liked it or not. Well, I think we had one guy who said it was okay. But I, I thought more people would want to be excited about a balloon toss. I thought more people would be excited about dodgeball. Because I've always said we're becoming a softer and softer sports society by the minute. So everybody should like a water balloon catch. Everybody should love dodgeball. Everybody should love a golfer who doesn't know how to hold the club and swings and misses and laughs at himself. That's just in line of what I've been saying for the past decade or longer. We, we have to dumb everything down now to catch more people in the net. The only way, we can't be more hardcore. We can't be more passionate. We can't talk stats anymore. We can't debate stats and this and that. We got to dumb it down at the Pro Bowl and make it very simple and, and very funny and laugh at each other because if not, it's just going to go away. They're going to cancel it. You can't cancel it. See, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning were involved with it. A production company at ESPN, SportsCenter, was live from the Raiders facility doing live hits. You can't cancel this, everybody. They didn't cancel the hockey game, uh, the NHL All-Star game. They just made it dumber. Speaking of hockey, Mark Stone's out indefinitely. That hurts. That really hurts. We're going to get a hockey guest on after the Super Bowl, maybe even at the Super Bowl. We were the last guys to talk to Mark Stone, and we were wishing him well. Cannot believe that he had back surgery. When you're a hockey player or any athlete who's a professional, back surgery is usually the last resort for the captain. The captain of the Vegas Golden Knights. That's a big one. One hour to go on a Friday. The Bucket of Modellos will be chilling tonight as we'll be at Resorts World for a big event with Warren Moon. We'll tell you about that next.